Thanks for listening to the best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Dwayne Wade, um, back in the news. He was on a podcast recently. It was called the, uh, let me get the name of it. It was called the Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. Now, Rob, it, was, it wasn't it was a sports podcast, but obviously it was, I think, more of a lifestyle podcast. But obviously you're going to ask Dwayne Wade some sports questions. And they did. And boy, did he shock some people. He said, and we're going to hear the quote, but basically he said, we're going to forget about Michael Jordan. And he named one specific great, and I'll let the quote tell that. But kind of like we've, you know, we don't think as much about Oscar Robertson. We don't think as much about Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain and all those guys. But here's D-Wade and what he said. These goats, these names that we throw out, it's not going to just be a, a lot of those players. But the game continue to keep moving forward. And so we're going to continue to see things we've never seen before. And the eyes are going to get younger and younger. As I, <laughs> We're not going to be ones having a conversation about the GOATs. Now it's going to be the younger, younger, younger generation. And they're going to forget about Jordan like we forget about Kareem. Uh, uh, so there it is. There's the money quote. They're going to forget about Jordan like we forget about Kareem. Rob, all I'll say is this, and then the floor is yours. Uh, I used to say, and you've probably heard me say, that when, you know, we control the narrative right now, our generation, and we proclaim Jordan as the GOAT. But a lot of the old school guys, the Oscar Robertsons, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbars, they don't necessarily call Jordan the GOAT. They don't think of him as the GOAT. And I've said when the millennials, the Gen Xers, when they're controlling the narrative, you know, a decade or two from now, then they're going to most likely, they're going to proclaim LeBron James is the GOAT, just like we proclaim Jordan. Now, I haven't, I'm not as certain about that now as I used to be. And, and I think a part of that, when they put out the last dance, and Scottie Pippen, I don't know if he's right or not, he said this was part of why Jordan did it, right? So people would know or, you know, he was better than LeBron. But you remember after that came out, there was all this, you know, a poll that ESPN did, and, and most people overwhelmingly, including the young people, the millennials, said that Jordan is the GOAT. So I'm not so certain anymore if it's going to be like a landslide for LeBron once these younger people are controlling the narrative. But the bottom line is I, I think Wade's off. I don't think we'll forget about Jordan because – of we have more video now. Like Kareem, we don't have as much video of Kareem. Why, you know, you can watch Jordan on YouTube. You can watch the highlights. You can watch his games. And so it's much easier to remember the greatness of Michael Jordan. And with all due respect to Kareem and how great he was, Jordan's game was just so fantastic in terms of the way it looked, how pretty it was, how graceful it was, his moves. He did things literally that we had not seen before. And so I think all of those things work in Jordan's favor why he won't be forgotten. I, I, I just think uh, Dwayne Wade is 
100% wrong. And when you talk about, like, the greatest who have ever played, it's hard to say you're going to forget about a guy who won all six of their ch- his championships, who was 6-0 in, uh, in the NBA Finals, who won all six uh, MVPs. Those are things that people don't do. Just like Joe Montana, you'll talk about other quarterbacks, but his right. name will always be out there. He was right. 4-0 in the Super Bowl, 12 touchdowns, no picks, was a part of a dynasty with the 49ers. So I don't believe that. He might not be at the top of the list, but you might not. You're not going to forget about him. And, and here's the other thing. Where, and, and here's another example. Babe Ruth last played in the major leagues, oh, Chris, in good. 1935. Tell me right. people don't know who Babe Ruth is or that, know that, that name. That's a great call, Rob, because obviously we're never going to forget oh, there was a Michael Jordan. You know, we remember Johnny Unitas and Otto Graham and guys yes. like that. But Babe Ruth, Think he's about beyond that. All, like, we still, I, I would say, they're probably, Rob, would you say most people, Still consider Babe Ruth the best baseball player ever. One of certainly the best. a lot of them. Yes, yes. well, certainly one of the best. But maybe yeah. mo- maybe most people consider him the best. We don't know yet. But the bottom line is, he's the one. I think of all these ex stars, he still his name still resonates. So even with much. millennials, they Absolutely. know who he is. You Absolutely. ask most people who Babe Ruth is, even today, Chris, and they might not even be baseball fans. These young kids, don't tell me they don't know the name Babe Ruth or that he was a home run hitter or he played for the Yankees. I mean, right. I just and, I and just, they I would, even would consider him in the conversation. Right, he would be in the, the conversation. Right. So that's why I don't buy that. And here's the other couple things: Jordan hasn't played in roughly almost twenty years. Two thousand three, twenty years, and that last dance. Yes, it was a pandemic. We were all stuck at home to watch. We remember we we ate off of that. Oh, for we a did week. three days worth right. of stories. I mean, I mean we Monday had nothing else. Wednesday was Jordan, <laughs> right? But it was great. And when ESPN did its poll, and those are millennials, Chris. Those aren't fifty-five-year-old guys going on right. ESPN.com doing these these polls. Michael Jordan swept the whole thing. I think LeBron won one thing, and LeBron is the here and now. And people watched that and said, whoa, Michael Jordan is the GOAT, right. like like the young people. Right. And the other part is, I think, why Dwayne Wade is wrong. Mike hasn't played in 20 years, roughly. His sneaker is oh. through the roof. It's bigger than what he played, Chris. Let me. Can I give you a number? I would agree with you. Oh, you looked at Okay, so you yeah. got a number? Okay. So Nike's, Nike's Jordan brand continues his hot streak with revenue. This was a story... That came out in uh, June, okay? June of of 2021, okay? So it just came out. This is not old. Uh, Revenue was up 31% for the fiscal year that ended May 31st, Chris, to $4.7 billion. The gain comes on the heel of a 15% gain last year by Nike, blah, blah, blah. So Michael Jordan's sneaker has never been hotter. Now, Never, and that's hard. Ever. That's incredible. Think and you're about right. that. You're absolutely right because kids that never saw him play, they d- right. where my da- I said it last week. My daughter wanted some Jordans for Christmas, and I got her some. Like, and you know this, Rob. <clears throat> Nowadays, you and this is really this is the last few years. You got these new stores, right? 
where, like, you go in the Foot Locker now, that's not really where the hottest sneakers, sneakers are anymore. You can't get them there, Chris. You no, got to go right. to the specialty shop. Yep, yep. And they're in malls. All these now with all these with, during the pandemic, I've seen them popping up in every mall where the the cheapest shoe is like three hundred dollars, and they're Jordans and they're Yeezys and all that. But you're right. That's a great point. That his shoe, I mean, that's a testament to his greatness. So. Look, I don't think Wade cert- certainly wasn't saying we're not going to remember a Michael Jordan, but I think he's saying his aura is not going to be as big as it is. But I, 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 I think he will be, Rob, like a Babe Ruth. So I do like too. Babe Ruth's aura is still huge. Like whenever you talk about the goat in baseball, you got to talk about Babe Ruth. And he hasn't played since 1935. We don't have a lot of video of Babe Ruth. A lot of the stuff is is here, you know, uh, uh, passed Myth, down. Mythical, mythical yeah. about the stuff that he did and whatnot, and yet we still talk about him. We still revere what he was able right. to do when Babe Ruth was hitting fifty and sixty home runs. The, the second place guy, Chris, hit five or eight home runs. Oh, a year. It, was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, that's how ridiculous. that's how uh, 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 what a giant he was. So yeah, I think Michael will be in that category. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the big stories, Rob, and, and I think it'll be a big story all off season, is what is going to happen in Seattle, right? I mean, we all we've talked about it. Oh, does he go Russell Wilson? Is he out of there? Denver, New York, New Orleans, Pittsburgh, I mean, Cleveland as a pipe dream, all these scenarios. And Russ has continued to say publicly that he hopes to stay in Seattle. All right, and recently that's what he's been saying. Um, but Seahawks fans aren't convinced that that's what is going to happen. Uh, he did release a tweet. It was a photo of himself walking onto the field. And the caption was, light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know what that means. You know, fans are speculating in Seattle. It's similar, they said, to the Tom Brady a tweet and photo when he left New England eventually. Well, remember they had a, right, a picture of him walking out of the stadium, and they were like, "Well, what does that mean?" I was like, "That's pretty obvious, isn't it?" I thought it. <laughs> I thought it was. So anyway, Adam Schefter has said this. He he said this last week. There is le- a league wide feeling, Rob, according to sources, that Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson will not be together again next season which obviously would represent the end of one of the most successful head coach quarterback duos in NFL history. So he's saying they're not most likely Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson are splitting up. The question is which one, if either stays in Seattle. So I'm going to ask you, Rob, pose the question to you. If you're running the Seahawks and you're going to keep either Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson, which one are you keeping? 
I think who has the most value is Russell Wilson, not uh, Pete Carroll. And if you're trying to rebuild your organization, to me, you could trade uh, Russell Wilson and get two first-round picks. The Giants have two of them sitting there. They would love to upgrade. They need a quarterback desperately. Daniel Jones, I think we're – I'm good on him, Chris. I know you called him Danny Dimes. You still with? No, 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 no I'm not calling. Are him. you done with him? Okay, he's, Danny he's Daniel Pennies. Jones to me. Yeah, okay, he's Daniel that, those, Jones. Period. <laughs> those days are over, right? I mean, I, I okay. Uh, I know it's hard. You think it's hard to get a quarterback? Um, you know, you hate to give up a a, a guy who's won you a Super Bowl, went to super, two Super Bowls, but if you're gonna make a move and you're really trying to turn the organization around. That's the only way. You could keep a good quarterback, but I just wonder how good they'll be in that division. Yes, they have a quarterback, but they need so many. They have more holes than a golf course. So they need draft picks. They need to make some moves. They need to fill some things. And the quickest way to do that is by getting rid of, you know, getting rid of a quarterback or trading a quarterback and getting two first-round picks, and then you have yours, Chris, right? They were out of the playoffs, so it'll be a decent pick. So that's three picks right there that you could plug three big holes with guys. Russell Wilson's contract is so ridiculous. It takes up – Rob G., you got to give me the exact number, but it takes up a big chunk of the salary cap so you can't maneuver with other things because of it. I'm not knocking him – and that's the way the game is laid out. And if you got to pay your guy, he's got to get a big percentage of the pie. But it handcuffs you when you when you don't have um, younger guys who are stars. Like if you're Cincinnati and you got uh, Mixon and Chase, Chris, they're not making any money, right? Right. right and you right. got a quarterback in his he's third, not second much year money yet. he's not making any money like you can go they got plenty of room to do something and make something happen before you have to pay those guys they did that already in Seattle those days are over so that's why i think i would trade russell wilson i get it hard to get a, a quarterback but i would get a stop stopgap measure and i would try to do something like that and let me give you uh, he takes up Russell Wilson's cap number, Chris, is $37 million, and that takes up 17% of the salary cap. Well, it, you said it at the end, Rob. You said, I, I know it's hard to get a franchise quarterback, and that's my thing, and that's why I, it, it's not even close to me. I'm parting ways with Pete Carroll. Great job, Pete. You got us the two Super Bowls. You got us one win. You know, but we're moving on. If I got to choose between Russell freaking Wilson and Pete Carroll, give me Russell Wilson all day, every day. Pete Carroll was nothing special. He was at USC in college, but he was nothing special in the NFL before Russ came along. He had coached six seasons in the NFL, two winning seasons. He would have three franchises if it wasn't for Russ, but that's another question. Well, he got one with Russ, but, (laughs) you know, but – New York Jets, New England, Seattle, all those places he coached before Russ and had two winning seasons in six years. And I'm not trying to disparage him. I'm just saying it's not close which one I'm choosing because, Rob, as I said it, Seattle, their first franchise quarterback ever was Russell Wilson. Yeah, but they went they to went the Super Bowl some before odd that. Years. They did. And you, and you look, you can get there occasionally. Trent okay. Dilfer, right? Trent Dilfer wasn't any 
you know, great quarterback. But they got there. They lost yeah, to Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's in this, possible. In the, right, okay. Right, but, but in general, Rob, you know this. And, and what you're trying to do, obviously you want to win the Super Bowl, but you obviously, you also want sustained winning, right? You want to have a window. You, you want to have yes, a window. Yes. And, and, and That usually takes a great quarterback. Would you agree with that? I, I agree, but I just don't think that you're going to be able to get there. It's a catch-22. Your your point is well taken, but I think I have a point from the standpoint of if you're handcuffed, even having a great quarterback doesn't mean you're going to get there. That's the that's the problem. See, I, I don't think their rosters as bad as as everybody. A lot of people think they were twelve and four last year. I'm not saying they don't have holes and they got some. They got to add some pieces. They got Bobby Wagner. They got uh, Jamal Adams, who I know everybody's down on all of a sudden, but he can still play football. You know, well, they got DK Metcalf. Yeah. yeah, and Tyler Lockett. They got Chris Carson, who, you know, who's been injured most of this year. And then Rashad Penny had a great year as a running back, average six yards a game. And and the Rob, Rob, they we people forget Russ was injured for three games, like out completely. And then he came back early from the broken finger and wasn't himself for the first two or three games back from injury. They beat the 49ers twice. They beat Indianapolis. They also they lost to the Bears the, at home. Right. They did. They beat Arizona. But they ended the season four and two, and Russell Wilson threw 15 touchdowns against three interceptions in his last like seven games. I mean, I, I, there is no way that I'm giving up Russell Wilson at this point because he's still in his prime. If he was 38, okay, we'll move. And he still could play, but, you know, we weren't really going anywhere. We can move on. He's 33. He might have six more really good years in him. Yeah, but when you look at that division, I, I don't see the I don't see you putting them over the Rams, the Cardinals, or even the 49ers moving forward. I really don't. I think that they're in a tough They beat the spot. Niners twice this year. I got it. And 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 the, and the Niners beat the Rams twice, and yet the Rams won the division. I get it. All I'm saying is those three teams are going to be good. Would you say that for the next three or no, four years fair. as well? I, I, they will. I, I I'm think just the whole division. I, see, I, I, division. I hear you. Right. It, it's. I mean, it's, it's kind of like it's even better, obviously, this year than the AFC North. But it, it's the best division in football, and it's going to be that way because Stafford's not old, and that team is Right, he's going to be, be there for a couple of years. Even if right. they don't win this year, they're going to be around Right. For at least two more years with Stafford. Oh, yeah. I agree. Oh, yeah. And, and Arizona, you got Kyler Murray – Unless he, you know, he's had Unless, trouble staying healthy, but right. You know. And without a collapse, Chris, where they were headed, I mean, let's just be honest. They, no, they look. They had some impressive wins. They came into L.A. and won. Right. They, were, they won their first seven games. They won games where we were like, "Wow, we we didn't all the way buy in," but they had an impressive start. Right. right. So it, I get you. It's a tough division, but I, I think you once you get that franchise quarterback. You keep him until he's no longer that guy. I think Russ is still that guy. I'd build around him and move off of Pete Carroll. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Now, you brought this up with Eddie, Eddie House. I was trying to get him you, to bite, but he wasn't yeah, biting yeah, he, <laughs> So then you said, all right, give me a segment. Give me a segment. I'll get I'll get it in. Um, but you're concerned. I don't know if concerned is the right word. Um, you're feign, feigning concern 
about Steph Curry's shooting slump. And let me give you the numbers, Rob. Uh, Steph Curry, the greatest shooter in the history of the NBA, says me and most other people. Um, this month, and it's only five games, and he he's had a few bad games, even in January. Like, like I'm sorry, December. Late December, really since Christmas, he hasn't really been himself. He had 46 the day, game before Christmas and 33 on Christmas Day, but he was 10 for 27. Um, and last night, shooting, what was he, 8 for 21, right? 8 for 21 last night. So this month, I'll give you January, uh, December 1st. December, he averaged 27 and a half points, shot 37% from three and 40% overall. The 40% isn't good, especially for Steph. But like we said, so many of his shots are threes, Rob, that that's going to lower. Even a great three-point shooter shoots like 40%. So that's going to lower your, your percentage if you're shooting too many. But in this month, Rob, January, it's only five games. Steph, shoot, he's averaging 21 points a game. Wow. On 27.5% shooting from three and 33.7% shooting overall. So he's That's bad for anybody. In Not even oh, Steph. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's bad right. for anybody. Right. I, I Look, I, I'm not concerned about it. I think it's just a little slump. Um and I think, you know, Draymond's been in and out of the lineup. Even though he's not a big scorer, he still obviously is a playmaker, can take some pressure off Steph. But, Rob, I think with Clay coming back and once he really gets in the groove, I think that's just going to open things up a little bit more for Steph and, and he'll get past this. But you, you think it's actually uh, something to be concerned about. Yeah, because we haven't seen it. Like, you know, people go through a slump or – couple of bad games. Don't get me wrong. And what, I, what I'm what i looking at, I got since December 1st, Steph is shooting 38% from the field and 36% from three. Is that what you, right. you okay. have that too? Well, because even though, yeah, since, even since as he's put December up some 1st. big, yeah, he's put up some big numbers scoring-wise, but he's but shooting not, a lot. His exactly. percentages are low. Right, right. Or low. That's you. what I have. And his field goal percentage on the season is 42 uh, from three, 38.4. Both, Chris, are the lowest of his career outside of 2019 when he only played in five games. So right. he's really like, we haven't seen this. And as people get older, you always worry. I'm not saying that he's going to be a bum from here on out, but you just wonder what's happening, that he's struggling so. Like, these are these are career low. Like, like I think that's what's so shocking. Uh, and remember, we're almost halfway through the season. Right. All right. Well, well, this is yeah. not this is not a small sim. Like like this is we're at what? 42 get 41 games. Where are we? We're now? roughly halfway. Right? Through. Halfway yeah. there. Yep, yep. Yeah, I mean, look, Steph is always even as I've said he's the best shooter ever, taking bad shots. Right? Taking shots that just make you go, "What?" And and then he hit a lot of them. So you you let it go. That's how he is. He you know, a lot of times he's off balance, quick shots, things like that. And I think he's doing that more than ever now. And we, we said it, Rob. He's averaging 20 shots a game, more than 13 of them, like, you know, 13.1. Oh, he's averaging 20.6 shots a game. 13.1 of them are three-pointers. No matter how great of a shooter you are, the more you shoot, obviously, the better chance there is of your percentage lowering. But, and so I just think he's taking I think he's taking a little too many. Three. Why though? Why why do you think is it is it 
like we saw LeBron taking more threes because of age. Chris, I know Steph Curry's not old, but what what do you think is the reason that he's so comfortable, especially since they're not going down as like they were? Don't you think he should step in a little bit or no? Yeah, I mean, look, he's still shooting 38%. I would like to see him take a few more twos. But 38% isn't bad from three. But um, I, I don't know why. It's hard to explain. Again, there is a lot of pressure on him because you don't have that second score. You know, you got Wiggins and Jordan Poole, but I think Clay will take a little bit of that off. I, I'll say this, Rob, and I don't, I don't, I'm not saying like this is the case. But I said it about, uh, I think I said it about James Harden earlier when we were talking about him. Steph, Rob, this is Steph's 13th year. That's a career. I think Isaiah, what did Isaiah Thomas play? Isaiah played, played 13 years? or 14. 13 right. or 14. Larry Bird, I think, played 13. 13. Jordan played 13 with the Bulls, 15 overall, you know, going right. wide. I don't so, count those last two. <laughs> right. Really? I mean, you, you know, see, 13 with the Bulls, but so. I'm not saying Steph is slowing down or that age has gotten to him or anything like that. I, I don't believe that. But my point is he has had a full career. Right. And, and, and I know he's been hurt a little bit. You know, one year, you mentioned he played five games. One year earlier in his career, he played right. 23. So he's had a couple years where he's been banged up. But still, and a smaller guys, Rob, a lot of times we mentioned Isaiah Thomas. Allen Iverson. I, I don't know how many years he played, but, you know, as far as really being the Allen Iverson we know and love, it was probably around 12 or 13. Yeah, and 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 we should mention this because I was talking about the threes. And Draymond said on his podcast last month that members of their uh, coaching staff, Chris, want Steph to shoot 23s a game, and it's all analytic stuff. That they, really? That's what they want. See, I him. bet you they're drilling into his go. head. Keep putting it up. More Keep threes. putting it up. Absolutely. And look, you know the math. I mean, if you shoot 33%, that's not even good for three-point shooters. If you shoot 33% from three, that's the equivalent of shooting 50% from two, which has always been great. So that's what they're thinking. I said the other day, Rob, and I do believe this, I think Durant should take more threes. He only takes five a game. He probably he should, probably should be up at up seven or eight. Seven or eight, yeah, I yep. agree with that number. That, yep. And that ain't forcing the issue if he were to take no. three more a game. But he takes a lot of long twos. You're right, exactly. Exactly. Here's the thing, though. I don't care how great of a shooter you are. If you're forcing shots, right, if you're, like, putting them up because the coaching staff, hey, this Steph, we want you to start shooting more threes. Like, that's not your rhythm, right? Even though he's a great three-point shooter, I don't, maybe, you know, maybe only 10 of them are rhythm shots for you. And the other three you're just putting up because, you know, it's being drilled in your head that you should take more threes. So I don't know. I mean, I just think if that's your mentality, no matter how great a shooter you are, they're not going to go in. So it's interesting. But I, I'm overall, Rob, I'm not concerned. I think he'll he'll up his percentage and, you know, be, be the Steph Curry. I'm a little and, and concerned. Still be that MVP I'm a little hunt. concerned. I, I don't think you're concerned. I think you're just hoping to pounce. Yeah. I'm, I'm you're just, hoping uh, it continues so now, you can now, just destroy now that, him. Now that column has been half written. <laughs> <laughs> that's sitting in. <laughs> that's waiting to be written. All right. I'm waiting to be put out that there. Is, that's right. right.